Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What would you say your worst habit in a relationship is? Worst habit? It, it might be getting unfairly cranky about, like, just, like, the stuff you have to do, the heavy lifting you've got to do in a relationship, like, talk, like, like, all right, I feel this and I feel this, like, like cards on the table, like, it's probably the... <laughs> well, you think you're getting cranky about petty stuff. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It could be that. But pretty, yeah, I'm pretty um, pretty short-tempered in that. Like, come on, do we have to talk about our relationship oh, now? Oh, like, that's it. You yeah. don't want to communicate about the smush feelings. Like, I, I will get... Like, I, I totally will because you have to and that's important. But I know that it's a weakness that, to be like, no. See, I pick really poor hills to die on. I will pick something to be cranky about knowing that it's not super important and instead of just backing down I am going to see that through to its end and that's probably why I'm single so it's (laughs) so someone's putting sauce in the wrong in the fridge or the cupboard that you don't like and you'll just die on that hill I'm on it that's that is the hill (laughs) I am going to die on today and you just get picked off bang bang and that's it relationship over pretty much Wow. Yeah, no, it's a lot more complicated than that. But welcome to Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Hello, I'm lovelies. one of your hosts, Liz Best, and with me as always is... The other host, Tom Harris. How are we doing? Everyone well? Hopefully everybody's well. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about relationship stories gone wrong, relationship stories gone right, just basically everything that's happened in the past that we can learn from today. Yeah. Based on that, we've decided to get a bit of an expert in today. What we've done in a desperate attempt to raise like the level of this podcast to make it more highbrow. Oh come on! We've, <laughs> I mean, it's there's been some low, there's some yes. lowbrow stuff. Yeah, look, relationships we've, descend very quickly into lowbrow. So we've got a relationship expert, one of Australia's leading relationship experts. She is a counselling psychotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist, and author of the book Communication Harmony. Welcome, Dr. Karen Phillips. Yeah. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, Hi, Tom. Hi, Karen. Now, Karen's phoning in from Sydney, so that's why we've got her on a phone call. But we kind of wanted to chat to her because her new book is about uh, bad relationship habits and toxic communication styles. So we thought this was a kind of a perfect place to have a chat about what we can learn from terrible stories (laughs) and turn them into good stories. (laughs) From an actual doctor. No, so we're going to have to be on best behaviour. Best Liz. behaviour. I won't, I'll this try is not. A doctor. To, yeah. This is okay. a doctor I that we're talking it. to. I get it. So, Karen, I believe you've come with a couple of kind of case study stories for us. Um, let's let's start with one that ended perhaps um, not not so well. Well, there's a lot of stories <laughs> that that may not end so well, and there's a number that do end well. It really does depend on the individuals. 
if they're willing to learn, if they're willing to make adjustments, mm. if they're wanting to to adjust and also accept their role rather than blaming the the other per- person or their partner for the way that they act and behave, for the way they respond to me. So there's a lot uh, that goes on. I mean, relationships, we're talking obviously about um, a couple, whether it be same-sex or heterosexual couples, yeah. that's a partner and me. Whereas we have relationships that infringe in our lives with our parents, with our in-laws, with our kids, uh, our friends, our work colleagues. So relationships are everywhere. And we know for a fact and and through research that when our relationships are struggling, we struggle. We struggle emotionally, mentally and physically. So the idea of writing Communication Harmony was to help people eliminate that conflict, improve their relationships and and therefore improve their, their health and well-being, I guess. But Which is I something do remember that we can all use, definitely. Like if it's impacting oh, on our sure. entire lives, what better way than just to learn how to communicate more effectively? Yes. Uh, look, and you know what? A lot of people uh, think it's it's difficult and, and challenging because they've been doing this this sort of style of communication all their lives, usually learnt from their childhood. Thank you, Mum and Dad, as we all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I remember uh, one, I mean, I've had hundreds of couples, but this particular couple had a, a, an issue that was very normal, very relevant, and I'm sure most people would uh, acknowledge as, oh, yeah, been there, done that, or currently doing it now. But this particular couple, they'd, they... They were loving and happy. They were together for about six years. Everything was great. They had two children that arrived rather quickly, within 18 months. So both of them became sleep-deprived. Mum stayed at home caring for the baby and the toddler, off on on maternity leave, and Dad worked longer hours because he felt some, or they felt, financial pressures, obviously, with with the one income. But he'd come home from work, as, as many do, and absolutely exhausted. He'd get in the door, drop his bag, his work bag, kick off his shoes and just collapse on the sofa. Mm. Now, mum had come over and try to engage with him and she wanted to tell him about her day and what the kids had been up to and how overwhelmed perhaps she may have felt and what she achieved and what the kids did. He just won't talk. He just needed to shut off. And as it continued, he became more and more agitated, if you like, and I suppose a bit conflictual, I guess you could say. And and she just felt unappreciated. You're not listening to me. And this resulted in her feeling that he didn't care for her or the kids. So she complained that he didn't appreciate her efforts at home and she wanted to keep it tidy and he came in messy. And, and you can imagine where that went. So they started to explode. Blame came in. You know, she blamed him. He blamed her. And they what happens is we get stuck in the issue rather than planning the solution. We usually we usually both know what the issue is. Yes. <laughs> we've usually got our own And we've our rehashed own that story. Yep. many, 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 exactly. many times every day. <laughs> yes, and we, we stay stuck in the problem. And when I said to them, well, so what solution or what have you discussed to overcome this? And apart from, well, he needs to do this, she needs to do that, uh-huh. it's like, no, what I'm asking is, what can the two of you or each of you do individually to resolve the session, so uh, to resolve the, the issue. So we had a few sessions and I usually go through and discuss men and women's mind filtering differences, if you like, how our brain, uh, men and women's brains actually process and, and filter differently. Yeah, sure. So 
we discussed the reason that each of them was feeling as they did, just to help the other other one understand it correctly. As often we misinterpret it and we assume, we make these assumptions, which are often not correct. Uh, and so, you know, we talked about adjusting words. And, and the other big thing that I like people to do is become curious. I mean, you, you're with this person because you love them. You know them. They're, they're usually a wonderful person. They're kind. They're respectful. They're loving. And all of a sudden, you start to despise them, that they're not this and they're, you complain about that. But when we come back to it, take all that riffraff out, the person that we're with is the person that we love the person that we want to be with and we've chosen to be with. And it's so, so easy to forget that when you're trapped in an anger cycle. Oh, we really do. And it's not just the anger. This day and age where we're, we're so busy and there's so much pressure on us, Christmas is, is the prime time. I mean, a lot of couples actually do break down in their relationship, unfortunately, because of all the external pressures. But when they, when they were coming in and, and I was chatting to them, I, I work a lot with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and, and I base that on the type of processing that each of us is. I picked up that she was a visual processor, which means she notices things, she sees things. He was an audio processor. So he heard the words and he listened to the tone more specifically. Right. So unfortunately, he took exception to her tone of voice and the words she was saying. She took exception to the fact that he disregarded and didn't appreciate her because he threw things on the floor and, and she worked to, to keep it all tidy and organized. So they were in two completely different processing headspaces. That's, really, that's really interesting. Um, how do you... How does one identify what you're sort of like, how do I learn what I need to, like what I look for? Or do I, how do I figure that out? Do I need someone like you to tell me? Like, or is <laughs> well, there a, is normally, there a... normally we would. However, what I've done with the book is I've on my website, communicationharmonybook.com, I've got some free downloads and one is an, is an eye pattern chart. So we can download that and then we download a set of questions that you read yourself and you tick, you know, yes, not so much, never. So if you list them in one to f- one to five and then right at the end it says, okay, uh, then this is your primary processing. I mean, we all process the whole lot. We're all visual, audio, you know, kinesthetic and emotional. Sure. But we all have one dominant and the words that we use express that dominant processing. What we see, hear or feel express it. And most couples are somewhat different. It, we balance each other out. So on the website, you can download to find out what your processing is. We can and put then links there's another to that download. in the show notes too, so we can yeah, direct that people be towards great. that. Yep. Yeah, and then a few days later, you get another uh, email that, that you can download the questions to ask your, your partner, your boss, your friend, and then you can understand what type of processor they are. And then within the book, it gives you the words to use, not your words, because, you know, you know what you're saying, but the words that the other person would respond to more beneficially and more proactively, just to change the direction of the argument. For instance, she was a visual communicator. So he came in and said, can you not see what you've done? Look at your shoes there. Can you see this? And, And this is what went on today. You should have seen the kids. So she's talking in this visual language, whereas he is an audio person. So if she'd said, sweetheart, can you hear what I'm saying to you that it really bothers me that these things are there? And the children were arguing and and so she's talking more his audio language. So therefore he will understand and listen. 
because visual language just goes straight over his head. Of course. And audio language, basically, she misses it because she's visual. She forms pictures in her mind. Um, and, and it's not a gender thing. I mean, men or women can be can be either, either or, visual, kinesthetic, audio, digital, or whatever. But once we once we understand what we are and what our partner is, or our colleagues, our family, or our kids, it just allows us to communicate somewhat differently to them. And there's also a lot of information, as I mentioned, about the gender differences in our brain and how we filter and process. Women far faster than men. Men <laughs> focus and, and <laughs> women women talk more, as simple as that, than men. They, um, you know, men tell stories about themselves, whereas women tell more stories about others and place themselves in the stories. Women demonstrate um, an active style of listening and show their feelings and give gestures and feedback, whereas men tend to less, you know, they, they hide their feelings more. They listen to keep up a, a bit of a status of stability. Women ask more questions. Men tend not to. So there's a lot of differences within the genders. And it's interesting, but when we understand that, and I've got a gender section in the book, once we understand it, it's like, oh, my God, that's exactly what he's like. Oh, goodness, that is exactly what she's like. And once we get that, then we can make those small adjustments to the way we speak so the other person doesn't get overwhelmed and hears what we're actually saying. Because most men shut down because they, they're they overwhelmed. Their brain isn't able to process too many things at once. <laughs> Look, Whereas women can. I'm not going to disagree with the emotional overwhelming things. Neither I think, am I. That's, yeah. I think that seems pretty accurate. So in terms of um, this particular couple, things mm. didn't end well with them? Well, it, it wasn't ending well. No, basically, that's it. They were they decided they're out the door. But anyway, I persuaded them to come back for a couple more sessions just to – I got them under, the, I guess, a pretense of let's sort out who the children are going to live with and how things are going to work Tricky. out. Tricky. When they came back <laughs> – when they came back in, I, I, I sort of put the cards on the table. I said, look, the two of you seem to have the same thing in common. You want – to be heard. You want to be appreciated. You need that that recompense from the other person. You need to be seen and heard. And they both sat there nodding. I said, how about if we just give it a few weeks and we work on this particular issue? And you know what? If it doesn't work, that's fine. You, you go your separate ways. But why not just give it a, a chance? Children are young. You've been together for six years. How about if we give it a go? And they both agreed, which was mm. wonderful. So what we agreed with, and I explained to them about their communication differences and so on. So he agreed that they were going to buy a box and he would, before he came in, he was going to take five or ten minutes to sit in his car, listen to music or or whatever it was that he wanted to take some deep breaths to unwind from his busy day. He would then come in and put his bags and, and his issues in a box by the door so it wouldn't be thrown on the floor. It bothered her. He would sit down. And she then knew that she would just come and say hi, you know, get a cup of tea, coffee or bourbon, whatever he was into, <laughs> yep. and, and not overwhelm him with what was going on in the day. She waited five or ten minutes for him just to calm down, get into the home zone from the work zone, which is also very important. And then she would, would speak at a slower pace and tell him one thing at a time rather than hitting him with 20 things at once that she just needed to say because she'd been in kid mode all day and she wanted some adult company. So we discussed those type of changes. And you know what? Within two or three weeks, this couple had reconnected. 
they both felt heard, appreciated. Their frustration just it was eliminated, just melted away. They started back on date nights. They laughed. They had fun. And, you know, something was missing from that relationship, and that was understanding what the other person needed. We know what we want. Of course. I think that's wonderful. I'm actually, see, normally on this podcast, I'm the one who's like, ooh, gross relationships and Tom's the all hearts and flowers kind of guy. But even I'm smiling at the prospect of of this level of understanding and just learning to communicate in the language that someone else can understand. I think, um, I, I, I agree. And I think what the, the proof in good communication is my best relationship is with my hairdresser. <laughs> I've been with this man for 12 years and he understands my my communication style. He knows what questions to talk. He knows what to talk about. He knows when to stop talking and I, you just want the hair That's trimmed. right. Uh, he knows when to shut up and he does exactly as I ask because I told you him. You are paying him. Best. This is not a proper <laughs> no, relationship. No, this is a good relationship and it's the best one I have. I can't ever lo- lo- uh, leave town because how do I find a new hairdresser? Look, I'm sure that... But isn't, got- it, isn't it interesting, though, that you say that? Because, okay, yes, there's no emotional attachment, I guess, but do you understand each other? One, because you're the same gender. That's a big thing. And we have our very close connections with our mates and our girlfriends. We know that for a fact because they get us. Right. Now, we want our partner to get us. And the whole idea of communication is I've got something to say, to tell you, or to share with you. And I want or need you to understand this. And when the other person can't or doesn't or isn't able to, we become very frustrated. So it's, it's communication. I mean, we can all hear, most of us can hear, most of us can talk. But that doesn't mean that we're communicating. So communication is something slightly different. And we're not told this. I mean, there's four-year university courses called communication. And, and what that is, it's more about public relations, it, it's about writing and copy and journalism and all this sort of thing. And that's a four-year university course to teach the, the graduate how to get their point across in a way that is understood by the general public. Mm. But we don't do these courses when we're growing up and learning. We might do English, where the commas go and what a pronoun is and so on. But we never actually learn the art of communication. We learn that usually from our parents. And if that was a bit conflictual, then that's what we take into our adult relationships. They really should run classes on this kind of stuff. I feel like <laughs> this is slightly more important than some of the stuff that I learned at uni. Exactly It affects right. more of your life. I like the book. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does. And I mean, look, I get people, so many people through that I'm, I'm you know, depressed, I've got anxiety. I'm, and when you cut down to it, a lot of it is to do with relationship unhappiness relationship instability we sort that out and oh my goodness life changes it really does change it can be like i've got i've got an amazing partner amazing i upgraded i must say 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) i met and married when i was 20 years old as you do i came out of a very conflictual family and he was the escape i guess he had a big family and they all got on i thought you beauty this is where i want to be didn't realise that he hadn't quite learnt some of those skills. Uh-huh. Anyway, there was a, a lot of conflict within the relationship and I lasted 18 years before I left with three kids. And I thought, you know what, I've really, this is not working for me. I was in management, I ran 75 staff, I, I was loved at, at work and I communicated with everyone, I listened, I did all of that. I'm thinking, why? 
can I not do this at home? Why is I can do it at work and do it with friends, but why not at home? So I started studying and learning and researching and, you know, realised what I was doing wrong. I blamed a lot on him, of course, but it was what I was doing wrong, how I uh, responded and, and what I expected that he was not able to provide. Mm. So after about six years uh, sort of studying and by myself having, you know, just some, some odd dates here and there, I set a criteria for myself of this is the person that I wish to meet one day if possible. If not, that's fine. I'll be by myself. And all my friends are going, you are never going to meet anybody that can fulfill that criteria, Taryn. Really? Okay, that's fine. And lo and behold, along came my husband. We've been together for nearly 20 years now. We've never had an argument. We've had disagreements on various things, but we have never had what most people refer to as an argument. Do we disagree and have differences of opinion? Of course we do. That's human. But we never argue. We've never said a harsh word to each other. We have never, ever done that. My son is the same. He's been with his wife 10 years. They have never had an argument because they've learned how to communicate and how to listen. And they understand and I understand what my husband needs and what I can provide. And he's learned the same, what what I need. Uh, and we're very different personalities. Like, And I mean chalk and cheese personalities. Right. He's an artist. He's very... He's very artistic and, and me, nah, I don't have an art bone in my body, seriously. <laughs> um, I'm very more academic and, and very fast and he's, he plods along, he procrastinates a bit, but he's the most beautiful human being, I believe, on the planet. Um, of course, along with my children. Of course. <laughs> but we never need to argue with someone. If he says something or if your partner says something or even your family or your child that you don't like, I say be curious. Oh sweetheart or I'm not sure I understand the meaning of that could you explain the reason that you feel that or you said that or you think that rather than jumping to defense yes exactly and we do as soon as we hear something that we feel is whoa is that a challenge we do jump straight in and defend ourselves that is normal humanity however if what the person said you know wasn't really meant to be confronting for you then you've responded and they're going, whoa, what happened? And then on it goes. So if you can just simply say, mm, I'm not sure I under- really understood what you meant by that. It felt a bit harsh. Do you think you could say it again differently, please? Oh, or you may say, I'm not really undersure. Yeah, not really under- un- understand what the reason is that you said that or you did that. Could you just explain it to me, please? So you give them the respect and the opportunity so is it is it possible, would you say, if if one party is, I guess, dedicated to, um, I guess, being able to hear um, that they need to communicate better and if one person is dedicated to trying to communicate more effectively but another person isn't, is it possible to model good communication or do you think both people need to be on board? Look, if both people can be on board, um, Elizabeth, that would be ideal. Mm. However... <laughs> That is not always the case. No. In many cases, it isn't. So what? What the reason I've written the book is the, the three power words. Now, once we use these words, and, and the reason I can't really say what they are is because it's the way you use the words, and there's quite a bit of information, but once you read it, you understand it, and you can, you can do it. Right. But once you use the words, no matter who the person is, how conflictual the other person is, you can lower or eliminate that conflict. 
And there was a gentleman that came in um, a couple of months ago. He was around uh, 68, 69. His wife was 10 years earlier, been together for a number of years, always had conflict in their relationship. But unfortunately, he got one of those emails that say, you know, sort of open this um, and you'll love what you see sort of thing. He clicked on it. It was a triple X site. She happened to walk in right as he opened it. And then she went, Ballistic. What are you doing? Yours? And he's going, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It was an email. No, I'm not. And she really wasn't a happy little camper, <laughs> uh, understandable. And so it, it did. There was other things from years ago that did occur, which put her straight back there. So I will, will say that. So anyway, he came along and he said, I don't know what to do. I you know, I try to talk to her. She goes off her brain. She accuses me. She challenges me. And so I, I spent a couple of sessions with him. I went through the mind, you know, the gender processing difference, and I shared with him just two of the words. So I think these are the ones that you're going to need. Anyway, he came back two weeks later. And I said, so how's it been going? He said, I'm not sure. I said, what do you mean you're not sure? And he said, well, I did exactly what you suggested. I used the words, and then I figured out her processing, and I said that after it. And I said, and what did she say? He said, nothing. She said, nothing. <laughs> and I said, exactly. That's what you want. And then he, he said that over the next few days they had dinner together and they were starting to talk a little bit, still a little bit distant, but the the relationship was starting to really repair. And then I invited her to come in with him so we could talk about the issues and the experiences previously that led up to the eruption on that particular day. And where he thought, because she said, I want a divorce, that's it, I'm done, get out. It was really quite... Um, aggressive and conflictual but they're still together this is months ago they're still together and they're happier he actually came in with another appointment uh, just during last week and I thought uh oh there's something else he said no actually that's really good he said the relationship is going along really well I want to talk about my son and so that was a completely different matter and so we talked about that and how he could reconcile with his son because he left the mother many years earlier and he'd lost touch with him and so on but when something happens, we react. And what reaction means is that I'm engaging my mouth without my brain. <laughs> when yes, we respond, yep. we engage our brain and then we speak. So I really try to get people to work by responding to things rather than reacting to things. Because many times when we react, we say things that can't be unsaid. And, and that can really damage a relationship over a while. And if it happens regularly... Sometimes you just can't recover from that, unfortunately. So getting in before it gets to that uh, that state is so, so important. Yeah, gosh, I've learned so much already just in this short conversation. Um, so we might go a little bit uh, away from that and talk about uh, relationships that are starting out. Um, mm-hmm. Are there particular red flags that you should notice or look for that someone's communication style might be toxic or not compatible with your own while you're dating? Oh, look, absolutely. I speak to a lot of people about this. Uh, a lot of women come in because they've had they've been in a previous, say, narcissistic relationship, and they're scared that the person is going to be the same, oh, or, or I they've met to that. them. <laughs> yes, that's another whole discussion. Oh yeah, um, and I could talk on that substantially. Yeah, I'll book you um, for a session later. <laughs> <laughs> but what it is in when you meet someone and you're starting to get to know them, you want them to demonstrate kindness. 
Yes. Not just to you and your relationship, but to other people. So if you go to a restaurant or a bar or, or somewhere and the meal is late or it's a bit cold or whatever, how do they respond to them? Do they go off? Do they blame? Do they yell? Do they raise their voice? That's a real flag that, oh, if he's doing it or she's doing it to them, chances are they're going to do it to me. Right. And then we yeah. look at the family. Yeah, the family. Do they get on with their parents? Do they get on with their siblings and their work colleagues? And if you're with someone that's like, oh, you know, I hate my parents or dad's okay, but I hate mum and, oh, my brother's a loser and my sister's this, it's like, whoa, okay, you've not found the capacity to be able to accept, to tolerate and perhaps understand the differences in each of you. Uh, I'm not saying if one of them's a murderer in jail, <laughs> but if they're just you know, normal siblings and, and parents, and we're all very different. And then it's the language they use, the type of words they use. And if um, at any time in the relationship they speak to you in a demeaning way or they use harsh comments and then they may say, oh, oh yeah, sorry, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, you may accept that, let them know how it made you feel. But if they do that again or even again, then I say, walk away or actually run <laughs> because it is going to get to laugh because I wish I'd talked to you before so many relationships <laughs> oh god <laughs> really, haunt, really haunting Liz's life triggered here, the <laughs> <laughs> but they're the little signs they're the red flags if you like um, and, and also the other one is that we've, most of us have had past relationships okay we agree with that up once we get to the age of about 21 we've probably had a relationship previously mm. since uh, since we're in our late 20s early 30s pretty much absolutely so when you and it does come up so what happened in your relationship that's usually the question if the other person is saying say it's a it's a man okay and he says oh she was this and she did that and she was this and she was that oh that's, that's a, a lot bit of blame concerning. language Yes, what we want to hear is we could have it, well, she was this, and then it was like we did this, or mm. I, and then she, and then we, and then I. That's what you're after, some sort of self-responsibility for the demise of the relationship. It could be that she was just this, or she had an affair, and it's like that I wasn't providing for her what she needed clearly, and she looked elsewhere, or I didn't recognize the signs, maybe I'm stupid, I should have picked it up. As long as we can hear the I, or me, or we, in that, not just the other person, then right. we may have a, we may have a keeper. <laughs> I'm trying to think back on the way that I've described past relationships, and I'm fairly certain I'm a we didn't gel or I did this and then he did that. I don't think I'm completely blamey, Tom. I'm not completely blamey. Yeah, I'm, I've been racking my brain. I think we've been pretty good. Um, I, I I think yeah, I, I identifying your weak points. Your, yeah. your, the, the things it's that so make you It's so important to be self-aware. Once, yeah, you have to be self-aware to, to then be fair to the relationship and to the other person and to yourself. But I, I, so I, but I think I've been pretty, pretty good with the, yeah. with the blame. Pretty good. Um, look, Karen, finally, <laughs> what kind of strategies can couples put into place to ensure that their communication style improves along relationship lines? Uh, listen. Ask questions, be curious, find the reasons that someone has done or said something. Never, never use harsh words. Oh, my goodness, because that, that never usually ends too well. Mm. And read the book, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like book. we all need that book in our lives. <laughs> oh, look, once you can learn some of the strategies and techniques, your life can improve, it can change. And it's not just your relationship with your partner. 
it's the relationship with your kids, with your work colleagues, with your your, your in-laws even. And it was interesting. I had one child that um, parents brought their child in because this particular 15-year-old child was, oh, you know, always argued and blah, blah, blah. And I brought, the child was brought in and they said, oh, can you maybe do something, hypnotherapy, something. But the parents were interested. And I talked to the kid. This kid was absolutely beautiful. And I actually shared the words with the child. So the child could use them on the parents because I didn't think the parents had the capacity to actually understand them. <laughs> anyway, about two weeks later, the parents came in and they said, oh, we're always arguing, fighting. I don't know what you did with him, but can you do it with us? Because he has not argued with us for the last two weeks. I'm going, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> so I did, I did go about that session slightly differently. But it can work for, it can work for all of us. If we have the ability and the capacity to want it and to understand it, it really can. Wonderful. So we can all, everyone can be happier and everyone can get along better if we just work on communicating. Just work on communicating. And understanding and other people's communication styles and languages. Yeah. And it's, buying it's even, the book. Even rather, sorry, oh yeah, but rather <laughs> than even working on it, because we usually shy away from working, oh no, I'm not going to do that. It's like, it's an understanding. It's, a, it's right. an awakening. It's an understanding. But what, I really can't get across strongly enough is, yes, it's going to help you improve communication, but it's about me. It's about me, how I feel, my life. If I could have a relationship that was happy and kind and respectful and appreciative, oh, my God, my life would be so, so joyous. So it is a lot about us. It really is. And it's worth reading the book, doing a little bit of um, research, if you like, to understand more about us and how we communicate, how we think, and therefore the other person. So, you know, my life is going to get a lot better and our life is going to thrive. And that's what it's all about. Life far too short to be angry, far too short to be unhappy. Oh, gosh, we don't need to be. No. So this is the part in the podcast where we usually ask each other what we've learned. So Tom, I'm going to throw this to you first. What have you? What's the biggest thing that you've learned from today's chat? I like I like the idea of the the phrase uh, Karen said was become curious, yes. I, and I'm already curious in that. Like yeah, that 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 sort of resonates with me. Become curious in what this what my what my what my lovely girlfriend is wants and needs and is feeling right now. So I, and I, I not like being that. defensive if she's upset about something or asking her why she f- said that or yeah, you know that's, that's um that's that's strong for me. Yeah. What about you, Liz? What do you reckon? Um, I also really like the the curiosity thing. The the learning how people communicate um their mm. styles in terms of being kinesthetic or um audible or anything like that really resonated with me because I think it's so easy to tell somebody what you want and you try and get it because you try and get it the way that you know how to get it but when you can understand to communicate in almost a foreign language so that somebody else can understand you I just feel like that's going to solve so many problems you need to learn what somebody else (laughs) needs and give it to them it's easy and then your life is happier too oh you you both said Exactly. It's so good. And, and in relation to the curiosity, I'll just leave you with this, that when we do react or we do say something, we don't know exactly. I mean, yeah, our partner obviously has told us, but a lot of other people we don't know. We don't know the type of childhood they had. 
the type of relationship that their parents had that we've learned from. We don't know their friend relationships. We don't know if they were bullied. We don't know if their self-esteem was affected. We don't know their first or second loves, if they were hurt or, or you know, any, we don't know any of these things. And what we often do, and there is a section in the book about our generalisations and, and everything, we connect an old occurrence to what's just happened now, which haven't possibly no relevance whatsoever but we've we've connected that little puzzle piece we've popped in that puzzle piece from 12 years ago 15 years ago into today and your partner's going what the that that what where did that come from they've come in in the middle of the book and they have no idea (laughs) pretty much yes exactly right but the curiosity and the reason that yes as well as the communication styles and that is yes so very relevant and can really change your relationship very, very quickly. I'd say within a few days. Seriously, Amazing. a few I'm days. Sold. Yeah, I'm on board. We're going right. well, to put links to all those, all those, um, your forms and the book the and everything. All on the resources. Our show notes. Yep, we'll put it. Um, we'll put it up on the social media so that everyone at home. Yes, you. I'm talking to you, <laughs> and you. And also that guy over yeah. there. We're talking to that guy. Get your finger out of your nose. <laughs> Get on, you know, learn about how to communicate with better, with everyone. With and everybody. And your for, life can be happy. And a doctor has told you you can do it for sort of your own selfish reasons. You yeah. can do it for yourself. You can, do, you can a, communicate better with others selfishly and improve both of your yeah, lives. Yeah, do it for you. So <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Look, Dr. Karen Phillips, thank you so much for joining us today. We have really appreciated your time and I, for one, have learnt a heck of a lot in the last half hour. Yes, all I can do is is say thank you again and again. Um, Brilliant. Buy the book, everybody. (laughs) This is is good stuff. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it and I've loved chatting with you too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, as always, guys, you can find us on all the social medias, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We've even got a special new group online. So if you want to be part of a community to talk about all your dating woes, stories and whatnot, it's called Ghosts of Boyfriends Past Podcast Group Therapy. So you can join the group, get on, on the community, join the conversation uh, you can find us on uh, that's not canon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past if you want to fill in a form and you can be on the podcast too we want to hear your stories whether they be good whether they be bad whether they be just plain nuts and as we've proven again today with Karen you don't have to be in Brisbane we can phone you in wherever you are so I have been Liz Best here as always with Tom Harris goodbye everyone thank you so much Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun... Head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My songs suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.